Hello, welcome back to the Being Back Pod. I'm your host, Camille Smith. I am so, so, so excited to be talking to our guest, Coach Ja. Ja is the founder of Coach Ja and Black Girls Pilates Club. Ja created Black Girls Pilates Club, a digital and live wellness community created to celebrate, invigorate, and educate Black women and girls on the art of Pilates. As a solid core instructor and a mat Pilates instructor in training, Ja is ensuring Black women and girls feel supported and seen in this space to be able to focus their efforts on training and not microaggressions. I love giving people their flowers and I feel like Chad knows that there is literally no way we could have an episode and me not do this, but you are literally an inspiration. You are a ray of light. Um, for those that don't know, I actually hosted my first private event at SolidCore earlier in January and Jao was the coach. Um, it really just spoke life into me and all the girls that were able to come and to be able to have you on the podcast and talk about your experience is just going to be so amazing for both me and those that are listening. So without further ado, we're going to get the conversation started to give me and our listeners a point of reference. We are going to start off with four initial questions to kickstart our conversation. Are you ready? I am so ready and so, so thankful for being here. Thank you for extending the invitation and inviting me on. You already know I love you deep, girl. It has been an honor to get to know you and learn so much more about you. Um, you know, light reflects light, you know what I mean? So I'm just super fortunate to be here today. So I'm excited. You're going to make me cry. All right. All right. All right. What does being black mean to you? Oh, being black means being excellent, being great. It means being fabulous and just everything. I love everything about being black. Okay. Just absolutely amazing. It is excellence at its finest form. You know what I mean? It is the utmost honor to be black. So when did you first kind of find out that you were black? When did you first get an inkling that, "Ah, okay, like maybe I'm a little bit different from other people? That is such an interesting question. I grew up in Philly where I've always been in a diverse environment. Even when you like look at my household, my grandmother is very fair skinned. Um, she could even pass as white. My mother is, you know, caramel color um, on, you know, milk chocolate side. And my dad is Ghanaian. So I've always had different shades within my household. And I didn't even really realize I was black maybe until high school or even college, right? I, I never at any point, I'm so fortunate of this, like in my childhood ever had any um, situations where I was reminded of my race for um, any negative connotations or um, from a racial standpoint. I've always just been surrounded by diversity. And I think that's um, what helped me become the woman I am today because I was always just able to live without having to think about those things as a child. And I think when you rob children of that experience of just that freedom to live and you put the pressures on them of the bullying or the microaggressions or the racism, even you take away from their innocence. Um, And I think that's why I've been able to keep so much joy because I have still have that inner child in me that is still rooted in just excitement for life. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm fortunate at I went to Spelman College for undergrad, HBCU. Hey. Shout out to Spelman, number one HBCU for forever, honey. We out here doing a motherfucking thing. Um, and it wasn't until I was at Spelman, I was like, oh shit, I'm black, black. Oh, we we blackity black, okay? We out here doing the same thing. Um, and I learned more about even colorism, right? Like I've been a brown skin girl, milk chocolate all day, love my complexion, love everything about myself. 
And it wasn't until I got the spelman that I was like, oh, that's a thing. Light-skinned women are being treated differently than dark-skinned women. I had no idea. Again, my grandmother is light as hell. Light, light, you know, and she loves me so much. And I never, you know, felt any tension between us or no one even ever treated her any differently than me. So I never faced colorism in that sense. I never knew what that was like to be a dark-skinned woman and, and face those you know, just issues or, or challenges because of your skin color. When I got to college, I was like, are y'all serious? There's so many other things to worry about and y'all worried about this. So I didn't realize it until I started talking to people more. So I didn't realize I was a black, black until maybe Spelman College. I always knew who I was. I was always reminded of our excellence. My grandmother has always poured into me, always, um, you know, made sure I knew who I was, but she never, we, I've never had an experience where it was like, okay, let's have this conversation. You know what okay. I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, okay. So you grew up in Philly. What part of Philly? Yes, girl. I grew up in West Philly, okay. um, Virginia University City as a child, right down the street from UPenn. I actually went to the University of Pennsylvania Partnership School. Shout out to Sadie Tanner, Moselle Alexander, first national president of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Shout out all my sorors. Um, so that was such a beautiful full circle moment to go to that school for elementary and middle school, right? A partnership with UPenn, having that direct pipeline to an Ivy League, but also to go to a school named after um, the first national president of a sorority that I hold so close to my heart, right? Like, what are the fucking chances of that? Um, so yeah, I grew up in West Philly. Um, I also spent some time in like Southwest. Um, my dad lives in Overbrook, Winfield area. And I currently live in um, the Bollock-Kimwood Ardmore um, area right now with my son. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you grew up there and then going to Spelman. So did you, what were the main differences that you felt between growing up in Philly, growing up in West Philly, and then going to Spelman College? That's a great question. I think the the biggest differences I faced were being able to be in a Mecca of Blackness, right? Like Philly for me is a melting pot of so many different races. I had friends from Bangladesh, some of my homies was from Russia, Vladimir, shout out Vladimir, it was my homie, you know what I mean? Um, I had uh, friends from Saudi Arabia, um, you know, friends from all over Africa, right? Like, so I was just always fully surrounded by so many different people. My grandmother had a cafe when I was younger, so we would work there on the weekends and I would just meet so many different people from so many different walks of life. And then I go to Spelman and I'm like, there's so much diversity within our race, right? I'm used to the diversity outside of our race, but we are so different even while we are the same. And I think that was the most exciting part for me is like, I got homies in LA that have such a different experience than what I grew up in in Philly. Or my guy, my best friend from Chicago, she had such a different upbringing than I did, but yet we both came to Spelman and are both able to to leave this institution better than what we entered, right? Like. Uh, it really taught me that your beginning does not have to be your ending, right? Like you can redefine your life at any point. And Spelman taught me that, right? Like being at a college that was rooted in just excellence. That first question, I'm like, greatness, nothing else but it, because that's what, that was what was poured into me. And that's what I try to pour into others. Like, look at yourself. You are nothing but amazing, right? This is Spelman College does every single day. Every single Spelmanite, shout out to all my Spelman sisters. We already know how amazing we are, right? We pouring into each other all day, every day at that school. Um, and it was one of the best things that I've ever done in my life was going to Spelman College. So I think the major differences were 
understanding your greatness, understanding your potential and stepping into your womanhood, um, stepping into your leadership skills, stepping into your potential and not being afraid to be great, right? How many of us have grew up in environments that have stunted our growth, right? Because they didn't want us to be better than what we were, right? Uh-uh, you stay right there. You can't be better than that person because I need that person. To, uh-uh, it's enough room at the top for everybody. You know, that's what I'm used to, right? So I'm not a gatekeeper. I live life in abundance, knowing that blessings will never run out, right? Because I've witnessed it. I've witnessed time after time that life only gets better, right? But you have to like believe that. And I think that comes from my upbringing in Philly, but also like that transition of going to Spelman and really believing like you can be exactly who you want to be. You can be anything you want to be, right? And that starts with understanding who you are, your greatness, your excellence, and how much you're able to pour into the world so that it can pour back into you. So Spelman, Spelman gave me the light I needed to be able to I won't even say that. I feel like my family gave me that light. I think Spellman gave me the tools I needed to learn how to shine it. You know what I mean? Like it was always within me, but Spellman gave me the tools I needed to succeed, especially as a Black woman navigating a predominantly, um, you know, non-Black space when we talk about corporate America or other walks of life throughout um, the world when you leave an HBCU, right? Like it's a mecca for why you're there. And then as soon as you graduate, it's like, oh shit, the real world does not look like this. But at least you're able to walk through it with the confidence, with the tools and prepare to still be the great person, be that excellent person, be that leader that these institutions are molding Black people to be. Right. Uh, I can listen to you talk all the time. Girl, you need a podcast. I'm just going in the loop. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, that is perfect. Um, Do you have any advice for your younger self? That's a great question. Um, You know what? I would tell my younger self, dream bigger. You know what I mean? Like, there are no limitations there are no limitations. I think throughout my life, one thing I've been able to just continuously do is just keep dreaming, right? Like, I'm I'm a big dreamer. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a crazy ass idea, but I'm gonna try to do it. I find excitement in figuring out how to do the seemingly impossible, right? When I think about my marathon training journey and competing in two marathons and hating running for years maybe over 10 years I hated the thought of even running a half a mile so for me to run 26.2 miles multiple times is insane right but like what happens when you tap into that insanity right when we use this term on TikTok and Instagram now this delusion be delusional about your dreams right but really what we're saying is like don't be afraid to dream bigger don't be afraid to do the most don't be afraid to have that thought come in and actually nurture it, right? These ideas that pop into our head are not by accident, right? Very spiritual. And I think if you can dream it, you can real life it. It wasn't given to you in your head for it to just be there by mistake, right? So I would tell my younger self to keep going, keep dreaming and anything you want to do, literally anything you want to do, you're going to be able to do. Like it's just us having that willpower to believe that we 
are capable of doing it, loving ourselves enough to actually go after it. Um, so I would tell her to keep going because in full transparency, I am so fucking proud of myself for the journey that I have been on since I've been a child till now. And I think every single milestone, every single door that was either open or closed has helped me get to exactly where I'm at right now. So I'm telling her to keep going, honey. And don't stop. Right. And you should be proud of yourself. I really like how you mentioned Again, TikTok, Instagram, delusion. That's like a that's everybody's favorite word now. Be delusional. This is what happens when you're delusional, da, 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 all this stuff. But there definitely is validity to it. Like there is validity. And when you're able to convince yourself or you have the mentality that like, okay, like things do work out for me. I think now there's yeah. like um it's called like lucky girl syndrome, which is so funny to me because it's something that I've always talked to my sister about because she's like, oh, like Camille, like you're such, you're the luckiest person ever. Luck, in my personal opinion, is when opportunity meets preparation, okay? Okay. And I feel that I'm always prepared. I try to be always prepared for like when things come my way, but at the same time, like, I genuinely feel that life is rigged in my favor. So like, I like, I want to do this and it didn't work out. Okay, then clearly God didn't want me to do that right then. And like, that's fine. Like, we're going to hopefully circle back, but like maybe me not doing that right now is going to open this door over here. Yeah. Um. So I really like how you said that. So like when you got this idea of Black Girls Pilates Club, where were you? Why did you have the idea? How, g- give me the rundown. How did it start? Absolutely. Um, Just to give you some background, and I'm going to try to keep this short and concise because I can talk for days, honey, but Black Girl Pilates Club was born out of necessity, right? I've been an athlete for years, right? Marathoner, dancer, I've done every single fitness class you can think of. I lived in New York. I lived in Portland, Oregon. I'm like, wellness has been my thing before it was a trend, right? Before it was a hashtag, before it was you know, uh, a healthy girl ever before it was all of that. I've been rooted in it since a child. Movement has always been my medicine. So after I had my son and um, I've been a single mom since I was pregnant, intentionally always wanted to be. Um, And when I had my son, I went through um, a phase of just postpartum depression and anxiety. A part of that, as I reflect back, was because I wasn't able to move my body in the same way that I did before, right? I'm used to moving at least five to seven days a week. So when you go from moving every single day, training for something, going hard, dancing every day, or uh, taking a class every day, Bikram yoga for 60 or 90 days straight, you know, to just doing nothing, that that fucks with you. So in addition to just your hormonal imbalance as a new mother, um, the anxiety of taking care of a child on your own, the transition from going from a young single woman to now a young single mother, all at once was just so much. I remember vividly looking out the window one night, holding my son, begging him to go back to sleep because I was so exhausted, looking out the window, looking at the moon, like, I'm looking at, I'm vividly seeing it, just praying to the universe to give me an opportunity to feel like me again. You know, like I've done so much in communities. I've started run clubs. I've started different organizations. I've done so much and I felt like everything was just so different. And I just wanted an opportunity to feel like me again, to get back into a flow again, to have some type of routine again, to feel purpose outside of just motherhood. Motherhood is absolutely beautiful. That's another topic, another um, conversation, but there are all 
oftentimes through motherhood that we lose ourselves, right? We forget who we were before we became mothers. So I was in this moment and I was like, how the fuck am I going to get back? Fast forward, this was like the end of 2021. So I promised myself for 2022, if I do nothing else throughout the year, I need to find something that's going to bring me joy again outside of motherhood. Um, at the beginning of the year, I started trying different things, getting back into it. I knew I didn't want to do running per se because I knew how much time and dedication I needed and I knew I would be inconsistent. And there are no inconsistencies in marathon training. You are training for 16 to 20 weeks straight and you cannot miss a damn day, a damn week because your training will be thrown off. I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't have the luxury of time anymore to do so. So I was like, what can I do that will allow me to still feel joy, to still feel purpose, to still be able to feel exhilarated, but also still challenged. I like tough shit. I don't like easy shit. I want to be challenged. So fast forward, I found Soliquary. Oh my God. The hardest shit I ever did in my life. Even harder <laughs> than running, I would say. I was like, I am shaking like a stripper. I'm confused. The damn teacher talking the whole time. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. She keep counting these numbers and telling me to move. I finally got into this point and now she want me to do something else. Now I got to move this carriage. I'm about to fall. Like, I don't know what the fuck this is. But I love it. I absolutely fell in love. Started going every single day. And then realized throughout that time, like, where are all the black women at? <laughs> where the fuck are we at? I'm in here every day, right? I started going twice a week, then three times a week. And then eventually within a, maybe a month or two, it didn't take me long to get really addicted. And that's the thing with solid core. It's so effective and it works so well that you do get addicted. So by month three, I'm like, I've been coming almost every day now and I still haven't seen anyone that looks like me. This is an issue because I know if this is able to make me feel so good in such a short amount of time that it could absolutely do the same for other women who look like me, who potentially are going through the same journey as me. So around June and July, I was like, I got to do something. Again, I've always been rooted in community since I was a child. Um, my grandmother has always and still given back to our communities, but also galvanizing communities. I've been a dancer, dance companies, um, captain of Mahogany Emotionist Spellman, leader of a run club. So I'm always interested in how can I bring people together to do something at the same time. So I was like, shit, I'm going to start a club. I'm going to start the Black Girl Pilates Club. And at the time, we had so many different names when we first um, were even just ideating on this. Uh, but eventually got to Black Girl Pilates Club because I was like, I want this to be something that women can hold on to. I want you to be able to find your best friend or your sister. It's so hard to find friends as an adult. It's like dating. It's like. I was just can't. talking about that. Adulting is hard and lonely, quite hard. frankly. But nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that. You got your friends from childhood and then y'all start to venture apart. Then you got your friends from high school and then y'all go on different paths. Then you got your friends from college. And this is why, you know, people always say your friends from college will be your lifelong friends. And that's true. But then life happens and y'all start to grow apart a little bit too. You still have your core group. But to find friends as an adult is like, what the fuck? So I was like, I'm looking for the wellness girls. I need to find all of the black girls in Philly who are into the wellness. And that's exactly what the fuck I did. So all of that to say, Black Girl Pilates Club was rooted out of necessity after having postpartum depression, trying to find joy in life again. And then taking that energy and trying to give it to others. I actually listened to a podcast today. I love me some Jay Shetty. He is like one of my favorite people to listen to. And one of the things he mentioned today was purposes when you use what makes you happy to serve other people and impact other people's lives. Ooh. And I was like, 
Now, if I ain't do that shit with Black Girl Pilates Club, I don't know what the fuck it was. You know what I mean? I said, that's that's how I feel every single day. Pilates, solid core movement makes me so happy. So if I'm able to spread that to other people to serve you, right, to make you better, to help you get out of a rut or out of depression or, or, or tell yourself and convince yourself you're worth working hard for you know, for and to impact your life in a positive way to give you an experience that could potentially make you better. Like, thank you. I'm here for it. You know what I mean? Like purpose served. So um, Black Girl Pilates Club has been absolutely beautiful. We launched officially on October 1st and I have been extremely grateful for the outpour of support and love and even interest in this organization. I had no idea when I started it that it would be this high in demand. I just wanted an experience. I just wanted to create a safe space for us. So I'm I'm just like really proud of my baby and I pour into it every single day, um, building a team to help me you know, do more and be more because I'm getting exhausted trying to do it all by myself. And I know that in order for me to get to the level in which I want to be, I have to start to um, trust other people with, with my vision as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. So let's know. talk about that real quick. What, <laughs> what, what do you want it to be? Like you, you, you did the hard part you started. So Oof. now you're here, you see people are really messing with it. Like they're coming to the pop-ups, they're doing this, you know, people want to talk to you. People want to collab with you. What do you want it to be? I want to change how the world perceives Black women and wellness. I want to be able to create and help blaze a trail that whenever we walk into a space, we never feel like we're not supposed to be there. I want to do that by being able to establish an organization that will pour into and pour over into other industries within wellness as well. That when you walk into a space, you are never the only Black girl in that space. Because now we're getting out of our comfort zone. We're stepping into these spaces with the confidence, with the tools needed to succeed, with the support that we need in order to show up, and with the accessibility to do so as well. A lot of the reason that we're not in these spaces is not because we can't afford it or because it's too expensive. It's because we don't even know they exist, right? That awareness is there. Mm -hmm. I've met so many women that's like, girl, I never even heard of this shit. I'm like, girl, me either. Me either, but it's here. And these are resources that, you know, our white counterparts have always had access to. You know what I mean? Like, they understand the importance of movement for their mental health. And I'm like, if any demographic needs it, if any race needs it, if any specific groups needs it, needs it, it being movement and, and a remedy to help us improve mentally, it's Black women. Right. We do so much for other people all day, every fucking day. What is that opportunity for us to pour into ourselves? Movement, wellness. You know what I mean? When you work out, you are releasing endorphins with each and every time you get into that room after a run, after a good workout. Your brain is releasing chemicals that make you happy. You know what I mean? Like you're improving your cardiovascular health. You're decreasing the chances of diabetes and stress and cancer just by moving your body. You know what I mean? Like we have so many other things to focus on. Sometimes I think black women 
feel like all we're put on this earth to do is survive. But where's our opportunity to actually thrive, right? Like, where's that opportunity for us to actually enjoy life, right? For us to actually luxuriate in, in being the great women that we all are, right? Some of, some of us don't have that opportunity to just live, right? And for me, movement keeps me alive, right? It keeps me motivated and invigorated and capable of taking on anything I want to, you know what I mean? So for me, I want Black Girl Pilates Club to help any person that we can impact, understand their potential and remind us who the fuck we are, which is nothing but greatness. We are nothing but excellence. To be able to leave one of my pop-ups and walk into any space you enter, knowing that I, I deserve to be in every space I want to be in. Right, especially if you have genuine intentions, if you're going into these spaces with positive intentions, wanting to actually just do the best that you can, like I want you to be able to come to one of our pop-ups, our experiences, our events, and say, damn, I feel so moved now to even just do more. I feel mm -hmm. inspired, motivated to actually just keep going out there and to keep pouring into myself, to keep prioritizing myself, right? I want Black Girl Pilates Club to be the vehicle that helps Black women understand that it's okay to take your power back. It's mm -hmm. okay to prioritize yourself again. That it's okay to have a moment where you're like, this is just for me. You know what I mean? So like, that's what I want Black Girl Pilates Club to be for others because that's what it's done for me. It's given me purpose and, and light again. It's allowed those dark moments to be nothing but bright again, right? Like, so if I can help any other person going through any other thing in life, realize that it's okay. We're going to go through those moments and shit, life going to be life in. But you also have these resources to utilize to get back to ground zero, right? right. To feel good again. So that's, yeah. that's what it is. Something I did want to mention to you as well is that, uh, again, I mentioned to the listeners that um, you, of course, coached the private event in the beginning of the month. Every single girl that has came and granted to the, the the private event was beautiful because I, I just opened it up, you know, to my audience. I didn't know who was going to be interested, but a lot of people were DMing me about like, oh, you're going to Solidcore. Like, this is super cool. Solidcore has literally changed my life. I absolutely love it. I had to miss my first class since October and I was so sad, but I had a migraine. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it really wasn't, it wasn't going you know, uh, right. anyway, I'm going tomorrow. Don't worry. But sure. every single black woman that came to that event has gone back to solid core at least once, at mm -hmm. least once since taking that class. And we're like, ah, like it was really so good. And I love the energy. Like, do you know what studio like Koja like teaches at? Da -da -da. I'm like, girl, follow her on Instagram. Follow Black Girls Pilates Club. Like, like you have to understand, like you literally are inspiring people. And like, I listen mm -hmm. to you like of course in this episode and like just like on like your stories like you literally radiate light like you I don't I wish I could articulate it better and I wish like I I could find better words to really express it but like I could literally listen to you for days um mm -hmm. but I recognize that we don't have the time because we're both busy and we're both you know doing what we need to do I recognize that um, but something that we do towards the end of our episodes is we do something called this or that. It's basically, I'm going to give you five different questions and you're going to kind of rattle off what you prefer. Um, you can give me an explanation if you want to, you don't have to give me an explanation and it's purely up to you. Are you ready? Okay. I am so ready, honey. <laughs> Pilates or yoga? Pilates. 
Morning workout or night workout? Morning. Plank crunch or plank extensions? Plank extensions. That is terrible. They are so hard. Okay, cardio <laughs> cardio or lifting? Oh, that's a good one. As a marathoner, I really want to say cardio, but a girl has been in her big booty jaw loading era. <laughs> that is me trying to get this ass on the assing, trying to have the ass the jiggling. So I'm going to say weightlifting. I'm actually about to go right after this to, to train because I'm like, I'm not playing with this booty, honey. We about to okay. make some shit. Hey. Okay. And last but not least, dress up or dress down for the gym? Oh, always dress up. Always dress up. Me it's too. a celebration every time you walk into it. Yes. Be intentional about everything in your life. I like Be wearing my, my sets and stuff. I look cute when I walk into class. I'm like, yeah, I look good. All right. Let, yes. Dim the lights. <laughs> dim the lights. You feel good. <laughs> Let's turn it up. Let me take this picture. Let no me right. capture this. Y'all can see this. Y'all no can right. see this. <laughs> no and, right. I get more motivated. The cuter the look. I'm like, oh, I'm about to turn up tonight. No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's the cheat code. You have to look nice when you go to the gym. You go to, when you go to class. You have to look nice. Um, Absolutely. But where can the listeners find you? Absolutely, you can follow me on Instagram or on TikTok at Coach Ja. That's Coach and Z H A. Also, please follow us at Black Girls Pilates Club. We will be going on tour. This year, our first stop is going to be Chicago in February in the DMV. So I'm really looking forward to that. Black History Month is about to be absolutely amazing. Um, and yes, keep all of your eyes open. Stay posted. Set your reminders. We host a pop-up once a month in Philadelphia, last Saturday of every month. Free event at 5 o'clock and a members-only event, which just means you're a solid core member. If you have any passes or any packages, you can come on in at that 6.30 class once a month and experience what it's like to be in a space that prioritizes Black excellence. You know, I got to get on one of those classes. I fumbled it. I was so sad. I fumbled. I like, I'm a subscriber to the, to the, um, the newsletter. I like, I had everything on and then, and then the time passed and I like went to the app and I was like, Oh. <laughs> no. but catch me catch me February catch me February I'm gonna be like there. right now right now I'm not playing with nobody else I'm gonna be in that class okay I'm not playing with the rest of y'all I'm gonna be in that class in the class and I'm coaching it it's hard for me to get in my god I love it I'm honestly so blessed and so appreciative of all of this support, if you're listening, if you've been to a Black Girl Pilates Club pop-up, if you've come to any of my classes, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Like, y'all don't understand how much it means to be able to execute on a vision, right, rooted in just so much intention behind just wanting to be better and wanting other people to be better. So for people to feel that and for people to support that, for people to nurture that, like, that means the world because... You know, a few years ago, I was not in this space. So to be able to take yourself out of something and 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 create something that has just been so therapeutic, so healing, so necessary in my life, and to be able to share that with other people who are actually receptive, like I don't think y'all understand how much that keeps me going every single day. So I, I am so appreciative. I'm thankful for you, Camille. Thank you for allowing me to share a little bit of my story here today. Um, and I'm thankful for every single person that has supported me always. So this is just the beginning, honey. <laughs> I know that's right. 
to the listeners i appreciate y'all tuning in to this series again this is being black and creating spaces where we talk to a variety of different black creatives creating space a variety of space that they find themselves in um koja you know you know the vibes you know how i feel um you know how i feel and again to listeners don't forget to subscribe to the podcast rate the podcast so people can find us listen to these conversations discover these people and um i'll see you guys next week bye yeah bye